0: Hey everybody, it's your DM, Aaron Shindehetti, here to introduce the episode. I'm sure you're all very excited, like I am. Anyways, uh, just here to let you guys know that we were all basically dying <laughs> during this episode. It was recorded right after Black Friday, and we were all uh, a little worn down, and uh, Randy, who plays Jackie, was quite sick, and we edited uh, <laughs> most of it out. Some, uh, some noises and unpleasantry was a little unavoidable, but it's all good. Uh, nothing too like crazy ear splitting or anything. I don't know. I'm uploading I'm out of proportion here. Anyways, we were sick. We were tired. It was a, still a lot of fun and it's a great episode and uh, the next couple are also super weird and good and uh, really excited for you guys to hear all these and uh, guess uh, I guess that's pretty much all there is in the, the news front for now. Um, Anyways, uh, as usual Hit us up on social media We're on the Instagrams, the Twitters, the Facebook Infinite Ultra, search us out And uh, if you give us a retweet or a share Or a shout out We will name some NPCs after you We actually just recorded uh, Our most recent episode where we got a couple of our Shout out doers in there So uh, can't wait to get those out there And get everyone else in the community involved So if you guys want to join the Illustrious crew Then uh Go do the social media stuff. We would very much appreciate it. And I guess uh, that's pretty much all there is to it. Uh, Yeah, let you get to the show. It's very fun and very weird. All right, have fun. Last time on Infinite Ultra, you guys uh, got back to Superhero Central and were faced with a couple of interesting situations. One of which was uh, Rhonda, Wanda's magical daughter, uh, had woken up and had started fucking shit up pretty good, but seemed to be doing so uh, unconsciously in a fashion. And uh, Sword Savior's father was at the, oh the tower. So let's see, it was uh, Jocelyn <laughs> and... I
1: totally forgotten uh, about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So Jocelyn and Wade stayed in the uh, sub-basement with Rhonda and helped guide her out of the darkness and she officially woke up and asked if her name was Rhonda, which <laughs> i guess you guys said yes I, I, yeah
1: what else are you supposed to do
0: yeah right and then uh <laughs> jackie and uh crystal went up to deal with sword savior's father which turned into a giant uh <laughs> battle of the sexes essentially <laughs> So. But at the end of the day, Sword Savior decided to uh, leave his family because he realized they're all kind of selfish dicks and uh, has now joined your crew in some fashion like, that is not... Did a- he
2: decide or did I just take him? <laughs> a little bit of both.
0: He he did, uh, he did scream, fuck you, dad. Okay, so. <laughs>
3: he did. I think he decided. Yeah, okay. I, I, it was definitely
0: a decision and, you know, having support helped. But Sword Lord also had some things to say about uh, the darkness in Sector 7, and that it is entirely possible that there is some kind of infiltration of the darkness in not only the superhero tower, but specifically in the challengers. So he came to deliver that message, did so, and then Goldfist basically flipped him off and told him to get the fuck out, because he was kind of being a dick, and he did. He left and basically said that uh, we need to have something of a conversation with everybody. So that's where we are. This is. Shortly after the events, did anyone have any questions about anything that happened? Because it was like three weeks ago, and we're all very sleepy because it's Black Friday. <laughs> yeah.
4: Did the sword savior get his name revoked, too? Did he, yes. did he get He's, disowned, or did he
0: leave? He A little bit of both. He left and was thereby disowned, so he is no longer one of the swords, so he is just Adam at the moment.
1: Okay. We'll figure out a name for him, I'm assuming.
0: Uh, any other questions? good okay so at the moment it's jackie and crystal rainbow with gold fist and she has just said that we're going to have to have a, a meeting and uh she says all right i'm gonna be uh in my office trying to kind of sort through all this bullshit so if you would kindly uh gather the you know the troops as it were and uh, bring them over here as soon as possible we can have us here a little little chat and uh you know also is like the whole ronda thing situated can y'all go find out i mean the wheelchair really kind of slows things down for me so (laughs) if you could just like hop down there and make sure you know we're all not gonna like die from an imploded tower or whatever that'd be also great so you know i'll be over here now knock before you come in yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay and she kind Uh, of (laughs) uh she wheels herself off towards her office and she's just like man that was some bullshit
3: (laughs) We could just literally ask them on our communications things real quick. We don't actually have to go down there.
0: And for everyone, that was Jackie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she's the, losing her voice. She's got the sultry. Yeah, she's got it's the sultry voice. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Jackie's a little, uh, a, little more, a little more sexy today. So. <laughs> We're all dying. It's okay. All right. <laughs> Moving Chis along. This the season. Yeah.
1: How about they sing us, like, a sultry Christmas
3: song?
0: I'm dreaming of a white
3: Christmas going to make your cough. Stop making your laugh. It's fine. Okay. Or do you want to go down there? Oh. I was like,
1: I was like yeah, I'd like to hear you sing your Christmas song.
0: This is going swimmingly. Good start.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, we can just talk to them through our headsets and... If we need to go down there, we can help them. Don't you contact them? (laughs) Wayne. Jocelyn, can you hear me? Hey, yeah, we're here. Is everything okay? Uh yes. Yes. We're fine. Cool. Goldfist (laughs) wants. (laughs) I think we have everything under control down here. That's really good to know. Um Goldfist wants to have a meeting and I kind of adopted Adam. Oh, so uh, <laughs> Ooh,
1: went over well with his dad, huh?
2: <laughs> Super great. Oh. I have a new mom. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you in RPG? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if y'all want to come up here, we we got some stuff to talk about up
1: here to to, uh,
2: to Goldfist's office. Oh, uh,
1: sure. Are you okay to leave Rhonda there? I just figured we'd bring her with us. Yeah, yeah. We don't, I don't think she needs to be left alone right now.
0: you hear very softly in the background. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to be left alone down
1: here. <laughs> no, you can come with us. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> Did we just adopt, adopt
3: two people? Uh, it's, I'm <laughs> not sure it works that way. <laughs> <laughs> She's a young adult, I think. I didn't mean like adopt, adopt. I mean like into the group. Oh. I guess that's what we got to talk about let's go (laughs) yeah and um,
1: I guess I'll turn to Rhonda and ask her if you know she feels up to walking or if she needs someone to carry her
0: Um, hold on a second and she like kind of shifts herself onto her feet and she seems a little like unsteady at first but she's like i think i think i can handle it
1: well why don't why don't you know you you drape your shoulder your arm around and and i'll i'll put my arm around your waist and i'll just help you out so you don't trip or anything but we can make it up
0: oh thank you so much you're so you're so nice what i do all right and uh she goes up with you guys so so, okay so you guys all head up to uh the floor with uh, goldfist lab and meet up with your fellow compatriots and i assume go to Goldfist's office Mm -hmm. and uh, wayne
4: will walk right
0: in that sounds about right and uh, goldfist (laughs) is on her computer doing some stuff she says i asked exactly one thing exactly one thing (laughs) wayne i'm I'm not not surprised
2: (laughs) After he's already in there.
0: Thank you, Crystal. <laughs> At least you gave an effort. Sorry. And I'll
1: follow with Rhonda.
0: All right. Now, if y'all close the door behind you. Yeah, there you go. All right. And uh, click. And she hits a little button on her desk and the windows go completely black. And uh, she says, so um, there's been some things brought to light that uh, may be of concern of all of you. Um, you may or may not have an evil entity in your group. Hey, just pull the band-aid right off, right? Yeah. Woo. Do we yeah. have any
3: idea who it might be? I mean, I've
0: done some shit in my life. Yeah, I, I mean, I he's
3: pretty I'm evil sometimes, evil. but I wouldn't consider him, like, evil evil. Uh, I don't mean,
0: like, the metaphorical evil. I mean, like, literally from the dark side or whatever shit, like, through the gate and all that. Um... Yeah, I don't really... I don't know. I mean, do you guys have uh, thoughts? I mean, we're running on, uh, you know, speculation from a known asshole. So let's not say it's 100% factual. But do you have concerns about fellow members of your squad?
3: I don't. I think everybody's on the up and up, I guess.
0: Well, that certainly is inspiring. I love the the loyalty you have to each other. (laughs) This is really great.
3: (laughs) Jocelyn
1: will, um, I guess, is there a seat available to set Rhonda down? Mm -hmm. Yeah. She'll do that. There's several seats in there. And then just kind of go lean against a wall and watch everybody quietly. Okay.
0: Rhonda seems pretty out of her element, but watching like you.
3: What do all y'all think? I don't think I'm evil. I don't feel evil. I mean, this would be something that that person would know, right?
0: Well, I would imagine.
3: I mean, there's a possibility
1: that they don't
0: is entirely possible. I mean, is
1: there, like, a test we could take or something?
0: Um, you know, we can detect certain levels of uh, extra planar energy on people. I mean, we can try that and see if anyone's got any stuff going on. I mean, you all have been in really uh, close contact, not only with Rhonda, but also the uh, Shadow Beast, so...
3: Yeah, could it not just be like residual
2: whatever from our contact with him? It's entirely possible. I'm having a panic attack well, panic attack. What if it's I? Mr. Biscuits? <laughs> oh my god.
4: Um, can I go all Daredevil and really focus on my listening and see if anyone's like heart started going crazy? Uh sure, go for it.
2: Besides mine, because I think biscuits is evil now. Okay.
4: I rolled a thirteen. sold ten. Or wait. Is that body? Or uh, that one would be. I, it's just straight body, I think. Then I have succeeded by one. All right. This oh,
1: Jocelyn's it. in a quiet panic over here. Just FYI. Yeah, yeah me too.
0: You know. You know. Okay, so. <laughs> 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 so you have two members of your squad who are very, very nervous right now.
1: Yeah, but I'm being quiet. Like I'm on the face, trying to be as normal Static. as possible, but just running miles in my head, so
4: well I will just mentally jot that information down. I well, I won't hide <laughs> like them. Pushes us forward. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got them. You're right here. Both of them.
0: Um
1: what did the, what did this uh, what did Adam's father say in particular?
0: Well he said that uh, when you guys did whatever you did down in the sewers, uh, that the the darkness did lift a little bit in the area, but some of it left there and has come here in this here tower, and he seems to think that it is one of you in some fashion. Or is another. it
1: not just Rhonda who we brought here, who was also in the sewers?
0: That's entirely possible. I'm, I'm just operating on uh, a assets information, I guess you could say. Uh, we don't particularly trust the sword folk. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Oh, yeah, it's Adam. That's you're really rolling with this whole being disowned thing quite well. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. All right, I guess. Yeah, kid. All right, um, but his father is fairly accurate with his uh, with his information. Usually, uh, he's he's been a very useful asset. So I don't. The, there's a lot of things in here that make this context a little wibbly wobbly, as it were. And I'm not super sure how to take it. But considering this is your crew that we're talking about, I figured you would have the best information to work off of. I mean, we can check and see if anyone has more extra planar stuff going on than any you know, the others, but I feel like that's just... I, I feel like it's asking, you know, who's got more white blood cells? <laughs> like, everyone's got them. It just seems like a weird test to be mm. making here. So,
1: Do you have... I mean, is there some other kind of test that could be run? Like... Looking at people's past memories, Uh, making sure they are who they say they are.
0: We could maybe try that. Um, Hmm. I think I might know someone who has a certain level of expertise in that regard. We'll have to take a couple days and try and get them over here and see if they're willing to do it and all that. But we could definitely give it a shot if you all want to try that.
3: Yeah, I mean, we should really figure out what's going on. I mean, if one of us is evil... That's not really great.
0: Yeah, that's true. And that's not necessarily saying that, you know, they're evil or anything. Maybe they're just from somewhere else and possibly a sleeper agent in the clutches of some great extraplanar deity who wants to destroy us all. I don't know.
3: Yeah, it sounds pretty bad. Yeah, like We need to kind of oh, figure that out. There's some gray area about how bad it could be.
0: <laughs> uh, so let's just uh, let's just take it one step at a time and try not to freak out. How about that? Jocelyn starts hyperventilating. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she did not handle her control ble- breathing very well. <laughs> um, all right.
0: Oh, hold on a second. I want to see if she notices Uh, yeah, she definitely notices. She's like, You, you, uh, you alright there, Jocelyn?
1: I mean, this is just a lot to take in. So, I mean, (sighs) okay. I mean, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. It's okay. Yeah, the more you (laughs)
0: say it, the more I believe it. Totally. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. there's just been a lot going on. It's been a really stressful day.
0: Uh, that certainly is true. Um, well, we will do what we can to get to the bottom of this. How, how about that? And then mm-hmm. we can all rest easy afterwards.
1: Um, since since we're here, and she's just totally going to change topics. <laughs> Stealthily. <laughs> Suddenly. Since, since we're here, um, and, and it seems like uh, we may be here uh, without a mission for the next couple days. Um, Rhonda, do you have... Uh, she seems to be under control of who she is at the moment but do you, is there a place for her to stay
0: um well we have uh, a couple of empty uh spaces uh, on the top floor where you guys are at i think uh mr adam i don't know i don't even know if you have a last name nope not anymore um yeah all right uh well Him and Rhonda can have one of the spare uh, suites up on the top floor. I mean, not living with you guys, but kind of, you know, adjacent to you guys and maybe keep an eye on them a little bit. I mean, you got a disowned kid with super strength and some memoryless, super powerful magician. So, you know, maybe keep a lid on that. And uh, we're probably going to have to have a discussion about exactly where they fit into this equation here uh, after we you know, figure out this whole darkness debacle. So, yeah, I think we can uh, come to an arrangement here, at least temporarily.
3: I just came up, side note, I just came up with the best new name for Adam. I want to hear it. The pinball kid. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's all very like a pinball, like going here and here and here and here and here. That's true. And he loves pinball. pinball.
0: Yeah. Yeah, his eyes definitely brighten up and he's like,
3: pinball kid <laughs> oh, i love it i can go all <laughs> plicka, plicka, plicka on the bad guys exactly oh i really like that like plicka, plicka. Plicka, plicka.
0: that's my new catchphrase uh, <laughs> plicka, plicka. <laughs> uh,
3: i'm glad you like it
0: yeah and Fisk goes that's cool yeah y'all really seem to Get along quite well. All right, Um, we'll get them set up, and uh, I will, you know, talk to my people and get this whole investigation started. And uh, I guess you guys just take it easy. Maybe don't go too far. Not that you're in trouble or anything, but you know, we don't want anything outside interfering with you know what's going on here. So you know, maybe just relax a little bit and we'll sort this all out. all right, I think that's a good enough conversation. <laughs> Y'all, please uh, exit the office now. And she hits the button, and the windows come back to clear, and the door unlocks. So,
1: I'll gather up Rhonda and take her upstairs.
0: That was a really <laughs> serious meeting.
1: Yeah, we, we seem to have them a lot.
0: You're very important people, I guess. Uh, I mean, that could be debatable. <laughs>
1: so uh, this, is, this is Crystal... Rainbow and almost <laughs> <We> said Rose <laughs> <Yeah>. again. <laughs> Going back to the beginning, <gasps> Crystal. This is Crystal Rainbow, hi. and this is Junkyard Jackie. Hi, hello, nice hi to meet you. you. And you already know Wayne and Jocelyn myself. And this is Adam, hi, Adam, aka the
0: pinball kid, yeah, the
3: pinball kid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs>
0: hey, lady, weren't you like in a <clears throat> shadow monster or something?
3: Yes, I think. <laughs> Adam, That's let's easy leave, Adam.
1: <laughs> let's leave the hard questions alone.
3: Oh, uh, come on, Adam. Let's go get you settled. Okay, I like it. It's like a sleepover, but it
0: is. like a really it's long sleepover. Door. Exactly. Yeah. 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 All right, all right. I so like there it.
3: will be rules, though. Oh, Well, yeah. All right. Okay. Well, it's not it, just like a free for all.
0: Yeah, they can't be any worse than my dad's rules. He's got a no, lot no, of no, up no. On. Yeah,
3: no. We won't make you carry refrigerators or anything like that. Oh my god. <laughs> I know. This sounds awesome. It's like camp.
0: It's like vacation
1: forever. <laughs> well. I, I think we should probably talk, but I think a, a good workout plan would probably be good for you. No,
3: yeah, for sure, but we're, we yeah. don't have to make him carry a refrigerator. No,
1: no, but we definitely need to come up with a plan to burn off some of oh, that energy. Oh, for sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah.
0: walking a dog.
1: <laughs> I do have a unicorn. He can walk him. There you go. <laughs> well, and he's got to keep up his... An ass,
2: right, right, sure. right, right. No, it's not just like we'll incorporate him in my videos. He just turns into a total
3: right. couch potato. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. he gets like a just dirt, eating like- cookies. And <laughs> He's thor. He just and- brings a
0: pinball
2: <laughs> machine to the couch. <laughs>
0: oh god, that could end so great. Uh, okay, oh, yeah, a little chubby sword savior. <laughs> exactly, the sword tub. Aw. Oh. Anyways,
2: um, I had a question. Sure. Where is Fistmaster? Uh. (laughs) Why did that come out so weird? Because
0: Fistmaster is a weird thing to say.
2: Uh, Like my brain wouldn't allow me to say it. Um, Where is Fistmaster and Mr. Crackers?
0: Uh, So as far as you know, Fistmaster dropped off Mr. Crackers' body somewhere in the tower. You don't know where or if he's still there or anything like that. So that's completely up to you to find out.
2: Rhonda yeah what do you know about black unicorns
0: they're they're like unicorns but they're black I'm not 100% sure I think um, the black is some kind of like thing after a deal they make or something I, I'm not 100% sure I just know that they don't just turn black willy nilly you know I mean, a lot of this I kind of picked up from, you know, being unconscious and learning via osmosis and all that, mm-hmm. so it's all a little jumbled right now. So that's, that's, yeah, I guess.
1: Um, Rhonda, do you have any memories before the Black Ooze?
0: Not really. I remember, like, being safe and sound, and I guess... I guess with my mom. I mean, some some woman. Um, I don't know. I was really really young, so it's all kind of just bits and pieces. I, I don't remember a lot. Do I you, think I was trapped in there for a really long time. Do
1: you remember what that woman looked like?
0: Um, yeah, she was real real tall. Had this really beautiful long black curly hair and these just really beautiful blue eyes. And her voice was just like a song. It was she was. She was wonderful.
1: So I'll turn and I'll look over to Wayne and be like, does that sound like Wanda's description?
0: Does it? Yes, it does. It's (laughs) like to a T, absolutely. She was one of like the most starkly beautiful, but, but also very serious women in the world. So I will confirm.
1: Okay, well, that takes out. Well, it's, well, I can't say that. Is Wanda still around, or did she go missing?
0: She has not been seen since basically the breaking of the world. Okay. When she pieced it back together. Then I will
1: say, well, that goes that theory, I suppose. For whatever reason, I was thinking, what if this is Wanda? Hmm. Reverted. Weirder things have happened. Oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. But if she has stark memories of this woman, of seeing this woman, then I guess that wouldn't make any sense. Anyways, we'll figure it out.
0: It's all good. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. I'd, I'd kind of like to figure out what's going on with her, so.
1: Yay. Well, we'll see. Maybe we should have talked to Coldfist to see if Goldfish could put out some feelers, some extra feelers. Oh, she most certainly is doing that. Wanda. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: I mean, they're they're old, old friends, so. Right. Yeah. It's, that's probably already happening.
1: Other than that, I think I'm going to make sure everybody's
2: settled, and then I'm going to go lock myself in my room for a bit. All right, cool. One more question for Rhonda.
0: Mm
5: -hmm.
2: I know you're very powerful, and you're very tired, but could you bring a unicorn back to life?
0: Um, I don't know. I could try?
2: Like, if we find Mr. Crackers, he's here somewhere. Would you go with me to look at him?
0: Sure. I can come, come with you.
2: I don't want to push you too far if you're too weak and
1: you need some time off I will look at Crystal and be like make sure you take Wayne with you okay
4: I don't think that's a good idea why it's past you don't bring things back
1: like what if Mr. Crackers isn't happy with that thought with coming back it's unnatural isn't it
2: I don't know
3: there's some things I don't think you should mess with Jocelyn brought a guy back he was dead for all of like
4: did Wayne see that
3: we, we were, were all there. Yeah,
1: you
0: were around for okay. it. You didn't necessarily see it necessarily, but you well, heard it happen. That's my line. I get to do that. <laughs> I get to turn it around now, <laughs> motherfucker.
1: Finally. Yeah, but he was, he was, like, he died right there in front of us, and I, it's, it's basically like I just acted as an AED. Okay. I yeah. mean, maybe, maybe I'm wrong.
2: Maybe, maybe I did do
1: something that shouldn't be done. I
2: don't know. I just feel terribly guilty for killing him, and I feel like... If he was just doing someone's bidding, he doesn't deserve to die. Did you kill a unicorn? No, she <laughs> did not.
1: She did not. That was that was his fault, not yours. Yeah, look. Because huh? I saw it. I saw it happen, and you did not kill that unicorn, and then things just changed.
3: Okay,
2: fine. I'll leave him... I'll leave him dead.
3: Sometimes that's the best thing to do. As much as it sucks.
0: It sounds so much more serious when you say it now. <laughs> Sorry. Oh no, it's great. Um,
1: Jackie's been crying a lot. That's why her voice sounds <laughs> weird. Jackie
0: crying Jackie is Jackie just... Jackie
3: has not been crying. <laughs> I know, I know. She got whores... You've been
2: crying. She got a horse
0: from hyping uh, Goldfist during that whole conversation.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> Get him! Fuck yeah! <laughs>
5: I'm really <God>. into it. <laughs>
2: She's, in, she's been singing on a lot of Skrillex. And I guess I would like to talk to Adam too. Okay.
0: Um, is it like you and him?
2: I'm just kind of like walking to okay. his new place. Cool. I don't, his new place is our place. No, he's living next door to us. Oh, I thought he was like in our like, no, it's like class. the no, suite it's... next door to us, <laughs> it's right? Okay. It's a, new, yeah, it's it's a separate the... suite. Yeah, it's a separate suite Raga. on the same floor. Um, Adam. Yeah. I'm very happy that you're here, and I will take care of you, but I don't want you to feel bad about leaving your family. So if you ever choose to go back to your family, I understand. I mean, they're just
0: a whole bunch of assholes. I mean, they're, Adam, my, they're like... language. Sorry! <laughs> like, okay, they're my family and all, and all, you know, I love them and all that, but, you know, being part of the family means you have to be real... I don't know, I don't know. bad may not be the right word, but you guys tell me a lot of stuff about how to be a superhero and they don't that's not them, you know, and I I like your way better and I think that I think that the power of the sword family would be much better off with good superheroes. I don't does that does that make any sense? I'm yes. not real good with like the no. words and stuff I mostly just punch things
2: and <laughs> hit them with my sword and go pick up on pinball machines. <laughs> No, it makes complete sense, and you're welcome here, and I love you.
0: Oh, it's so sweet. You're so nice. Uh, Okay, so yeah, uh, you guys deliver Adam and Rhonda to their new abode, at least temporarily, and uh, they very quickly just basically run around in circles and like, oh my god, there's beds and look at this there's a sink and a refrigerator I don't have to carry the refrigerator (laughs) and well, mostly Sword Savior does the running Rhonda basically just walks in and says oh yeah, there's a bed and just like immediately (laughs) curls up and passes out but uh, Sword Savior is definitely loving it. But yeah, he eventually just kind of like trots off to you and is like, all
3: right, it's been a really long day. Let's go to bed now. So are they sharing the suite? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's okay. the two of them in okay, the suite. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's very much I was, like yours. I thought it would be weird for him to be by himself in a suite by himself. No, no, no. no. They're,
0: like, they have two different bedrooms in the suite. It's like it's like your guys' where it's yeah. four bedrooms and they just have two bedrooms to themselves.
1: So before I leave them and go lock myself in my room, mm-hmm. um, I will look at Adam after Rhonda's fallen asleep and Adam's calmed down a second and I'm like, listen, I have a very important task for you. <gasps> okay. Keep an eye on Rhonda. Oh, all right. If something starts happening that's weird, come get one of us. Wayne, preferably, but come get one of us.
0: All right. Um, Weird. Okay. I think. Yeah. Weird. Weird. I can find. Yeah. I think that's pretty, pretty noticeable. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. So like if she blows up the whole floor. Get Wayne. Got before it. that. Oh, before that. Before that. Okay, cool. Like if you
1: start, like if she seems like she's losing control, <laughs> go get Wayne. Got it. Get Wayne. I can, I can do that. Okay. Thank you. I am Sorry. really fast. I can get
2: him real, real fast. Thank you. Yeah, Sorry. no problem. I just see Adam like peeking like over her bed just like <laughs> watching like, her. Just like w- <laughs> like waiting for her to do yeah. something like are you alright? Like, not thinking, okay? just watching her. Yeah. She's
0: gonna wake up and be like, huh? <laughs> I love that mental image. <laughs>
2: it's like
0: she's eating cereal and he just like slowly pops up over the counter, like, <laughs> everything alright? <laughs> yes.
5: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Um, alright, so uh, you guys have kind of put them to bed because I guess you have kids now. Yay. I don't know. <laughs> it's gotten weird. Um, and I guess you guys go to your suite and uh, do whatever you want to do.
2: I'm going to search online and buy Adam a pinball machine.
4: Okay, <laughs> uh, Better idea. I've actually wanted to talk to you about this, and it's long, so I'm not going to do it in Wayne's voice. He had his favorite pinball machine. It got wrecked. Why don't we get that? Jocelyn can fix it up.
1: Jacqueline? Jack- Jackie? Jacqueline? <laughs> Jack- Jacqueline. Oh, my God. This is the second
4: time today. I'm losing it. Junkyard Jackie can fix it up with her skills. And ta-da. I think that'd be a nice welcome present.
3: Let's do yeah. it. I'm, I'm down sure. for that.
4: Some nicest sanguines ever done.
3: <laughs> I don't know about that.
2: Eh, top In ten. his eyes. <laughs> In his blind eyes.
3: Did we ever give Steven that gun? For his car that we got from that guy at the top
2: of the Ouch. building? Uh, yeah, I yeah, think you guys did. That's okay. getting put onto the car. You're right. I'm,
0: I'm assuming you're spearheading that one. Hell yeah. All
2: right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, so you're actually able to find like the guy who uh, owned that uh, that machine because he's trying to sell it because it's broken. And uh, you're able to just be like, hey, uh, I'll, I'll take that. Yep, get one over here. So you guys have a broken pinball machine. If Jackie want to fix it up, then you have some time to do it. So
3: Sweet. Yep, I'll definitely do that. Okay, cool.
0: Anything you guys want to do? We have like a couple of days, essentially. So if any of you guys wanted to do something in this time. We did technically level up, so you mm-hmm. know we don't have to do like super crazy like we did with the interlude or anything. But if you guys don't want to have any kind of uh, things that cover what you've gained, then by all means, now would be a good time.
4: I do All have right. one thing I want to do. Okay. Something I've been wanting to do for a while, and now I actually have the ability to do it, I think, now that I can astrally project. Mm-hmm. I want to go to the border.
0: Oh, of, uh, of the world? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: of Prima. Of the yeah, and I want to astrally project outside and get as far as I can and just see what it's like out there.
0: Okay. Interesting. I can do
4: it for 10 minutes.
0: Okay. 10 minutes wouldn't get you out the sides, but if you went directly up, you would probably be able to get to... Oh, he was traveling to the
1: side and then astral Project.
0: Oh, you want like physically to travel to the mm-hmm. side? Okay. Maybe um, find a
4: nice park or something that's...
0: You would probably have to clear that with Goldfist before you... like, Because <laughs> the edge of Prime is... <laughs> I mean, Prime is small and Metropolitan takes up a lot of it. But okay. like... You were essentially leaving the city, which after the news that she got is something of a worrisome event. Mm. So you would have to go and clear that with her. And you keep using this word, have to. You, it would be good to. It would you, don't you to. have to, clearly. You can make your own decisions. You're a big boy. But it's up to you. Like, that, that's definitely one of those, like, gray areas where you're like, well, I probably should, but... Mm. Eh then i will change my
4: plans cuz i ain't asking for no favors.
0: Okay. And Like i said, if you astral project like cuz you're not necessarily Yeah, i'll do it from the roof and go go up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes that that's easier to, to do. So, all
4: right. I would like to do that and see what the world looks like on the outside.
0: Okay. Um so you get up to the roof of the building and you get in your little floaty thing that you do to astral project and you leave your body and you start drifting upwards and upwards and upwards and it's a long ways up Uh, but as you start kind of wondering like is there actually an edge up here you start to feel this kind of resistance to your getting farther and farther and farther and at first you're like oh maybe it's just like i'm getting too far away from my body or something like that but as it's that pressure starts increasing you start to see this kind of shimmer in the air like it seems like it's kind of at a distance even though it's as far as you can see so it's hard to gauge exactly how far away it is and as you get closer to this there is definitely a point where you can't push your spirit any further to the edge and you're at this kind of like iridescent bubble looking thing and you can sort of see past it and way out in the distance you see these tiny little pinpricks of stars and, you know you see like you know a little shooting star go by but you can't really see anything foreboding really it's just there's the night sky way past it and you can't quite cross that threshold whatever is keeping everything together is very literally applying pressure to everything that's left and you can't quite get past it
4: Mm. that's interesting Mm -hmm. all right uh, i will return to my body
0: okay you are back in your body
4: all right and i will sit on the roof and meditate sounds exciting Very. Would you like me to describe it? (laughs) No, thank you. Uh, Wait, what's your
2: mantra?
0: Oh, shit, I haven't thought about that. (laughs) Here, rat, 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 rat. Anyone else? No,
1: I think I'd split my time between my room and the roof, tending my plants and stuff. Just relatively keeping a wide berth from everybody while I think things over. Okay.
0: Yeah, you occasionally see Wayne up there meditating and stuff. I'm not worried about Wayne. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
2: Um, my level up was an extra attack, so Mm -hmm. I will just work with Adam and we'll do like...
0: Yeah, that actually works really well because Adam actually does have two attacks. So like he helps you work on like your technique Mm -hmm. uh, and like showing you like shortcuts kind of in movements to get to the point where you can do two attacks and he's like "All right, look it works really good with this sword because I got a lot of like weight behind it and you can make that if you can just twist it a little bit you can make it go both directions really really fast with a gun it's a lot lighter so you just have to you you really mostly need to keep the recoil down I think and then you can probably do it but if you just do this and this and he's like he's like showing you like the (laughs) like pretend kickback and he's like if you just apply pressure right there then you'll probably be able to get it down and fire another shot just as fast So, yeah, he's just sitting there kind of, like, walking you through it.
2: Um, You're the coolest kid. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I learned a lot of stuff from my dad. He's, you know, he's kind of a dick, but he was really good what he did. For how shitty your dad is, he did a good job training you. Oh, that's pretty cool. (laughs) Oh, yeah, all right. Yeah. And um, has Biscuits found anything for Jackie?
0: Uh, Let's find (laughs) out. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) God, God damn really. He's he's <laughs> trying really hard. He's trying. I mean, he got like a fourteen. He's he's. Getting slowly better. This time he found like a bag of change. And it was very shiny change. And he brought it to you to give to her. And
2: it's just like, maybe one of Wayne's crows can help him find shiny stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Please tell me at some point he just brings like the can tops, (laughs) like a bag of can tops. (laughs) (laughs) Bottle tops and (laughs) stuff. We can donate this somewhere, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, buddy. Yeah, he's
0: he's trying. And uh, when he hands it to you, he's like, and you're like, was okay. And he's like,
2: <laughs> I give him a little pat.
0: Yeah. Like he gets that, you know, he's getting better, but mm, not quite. Keep trying, not quite. buddy. Yeah. He's maybe. still trying to figure out what people stuff is. I was going to say,
1: maybe you should spend like
2: a day. Like showing him stuff showing to him find. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll hide some stuff in the lot and we'll start practicing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> go, go down to the car garage and just like start hiding things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Okay. Uh, anyone else want to do anything?
3: I figure me and Jacob are just working on fixing up the pinball machine. Yeah, there you go. In between going to the bar and having drinks with Tony. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Um, yeah, you guys managed to get the pinball machine working pretty quickly because it's not super complicated. Uh, and Jacob shows a pretty decent handiness with electronics that you did not really expect from him because he was a salvage guy. You figured he's just like the parts and the bits, but he's actually pretty good at electronics too. Um, So you guys managed to get it up and running, and if you want to present it to Adam, then you are free to do so.
3: Do you want to put a big red bow on it? Of course I do. Okay. (laughs) Where do we? Should we just put it in his suite and just surprise him with it, or how do you want to do it?
2: Does he ever sleep? Yeah, he He sleeps. sleeps I mean, he's a normal kid, right? He he doesn't sleep as much (laughs) as most people. No, it's more like,
0: he sleeps for like four hours, yeah.
2: Okay. Okay, if we
3: can get it in there while he's asleep. I'll do it while y'all... While y'all are practicing, oh there you and Jacob go. Jacob and I will take it up there, okay, and put it in their suite. Cool. That
2: works. All
0: right, yes. you guys take this pinball machine up there while uh, while Adam and uh, while Adam and Crystal are practicing one day, and you get it all set up and everything. And Rhonda's in there, and she's like, "Oh, what's that? Oh, that's got a lot of flashy lights."
3: <laughs> yeah, it's for Adam. It's his favorite pinball game.
0: Oh, that's really cool. You guys are so nice. That's really that's really good of you
3: oh, well, you know, we wanted to make him feel at home since he's not at home now.
0: Yeah. And uh, she kind of, like, looks at it, like, with a cocked head, and uh, she walks over, and she looks it up and down, and she's like, oh, this is really, really cool. And she, like, touches it, and everything just kind of, like, lights up really fast. Like, the whole pinball machine, just, like, all of the lights and all the f- the little uh, pucks and everything and start going, like, all over the place. And uh, you guys realize that... The machine is not plugged in, and when she kind of walks away, it's still running. Like, it doesn't need any electricity anymore. And it's just a pinball machine that eternally runs.
3: Nice. Well, that is interesting. <laughs> like, yeah, I knew she that doesn't... black
2: shit was using her as a battery. I knew it.
0: <laughs> and uh, she doesn't even say anything. She's just like, oh, it's, it's well, a really nice pinball machine. she just, like, kind of walks back to her room and kind of just does whatever she's doing. So.
3: <laughs> just like Jacob and I, just look at each other we're like... Noted. <laughs> what,
0: what happened? I don't um, know, man. Oh, oh.
3: There's so much about that chick that I just don't get.
0: So weird. Uh, so yeah. weird. We need to
3: make sure to tell Goldfist and Jocelyn and Wayne about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very
3: weird. Yeah. Okay, so we drop it off. Cool. Sweet. And then I like message Kristen. like... The eagle has landed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so thirsty. We should go get a drink. Oh, I like that idea. Can we get some pickle juice? I'm offer me some pickle
3: juice. You want to drink it? Yeah, it's really good for cramps. It oh, really, it is. really is. It is good <laughs> for cramps. <Cool.
2: laughs> Your face I when he said that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I drank it whenever Angie
3: and I were training for that half marathon. It's it's very salty. Okay. Yeah
2: that's the oh. point yeah all right cool let's go get some pickle juice you got pickle <laughs> juice in your apartment oh yeah
3: i got pickle juice in my apartment oh, the
0: commissary here is very well stocked <laughs> <laughs> all right so you guys head up and, and uh the second you open the door he sees this pinball machine and his face just lights up and he's like oh my god it's a pinball machine oh my god and he runs over there and he's like look at it it's so <laughs> shiny oh my goodness <laughs> Oh, and all the high scores are gone. I get oh, I get to do the high scores again.
2: <laughs> oh, my goodness.
0: And he is absolutely losing his goddamn little 11-year-old mind.
2: Welcome to the team, buddy.
3: You guys are the best. Oh, my God. While he's freaking out, I go stand next to Chris. So I'm like, and I tell her what happened with Rhonda. Weird. Isn't it? That's strange.
2: Mm-hmm. Like it's going to run forever, you think? I have no idea. Cool. I don't know. If I paid the bills, I'd be like, sweet, the electric bill. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that earlier, right? So I was like, man,
1: how
3: nice. Yeah, right? But uh, yeah, I guess we'll just see how long it runs. Because hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: It's now an experiment. Yeah. yeah. Right. Definitely. Put, put, put up like a little webcam. Yeah,
3: like me and Jacob see is just like, uh, yeah, that's an experiment now.
0: sweet. <laughs> we sweet. look
3: for ways to make things last longer. Like, hey, yeah.
0: Fair point, fair mm-hmm. point. Okay, so that's what guys- she said. <laughs> was I too late on that one? Sorry. It was a little uh, delayed. Sorry. But so
1: <laughs> good call. I will say I think Jocelyn's going to do a lot of drawing, but mm-hmm. her mind's focused right now on that ooze. Okay. So she's going to just draw it over and over and over and then eventually start adding Rhonda into the ooze.
0: It's totally not the act of a crazy person. Right. She's kind
1: <laughs> yeah. of going crazy. Yeah. So, um, but that would also give, um credit to my level up ability so right which was what again the split drawing where i can yes. hold two yes two separate items at the same time indeed
0: it's a very useful one because now we don't have to remember
2: whether or not the yeah. sun goes away Jesus. <laughs> which we historically have terrible at so many times i think <laughs> i would know where i have an out of character moment like oh shit this rope's gonna just yeah. disappear no, i don't oh, know that okay oh, let's shit. keep going
0: yeah yeah so the creation ability is getting steadily stronger which is very exciting uh wayne you wanted to do something
4: just real quick while i'm up on the roof meditating like for days on end i guess Mm -hmm. i would like to bring some bird seed with me and start befriending the local birds okay cool yeah Um. and since i'm going all i've been leaning very heavily on the path of the raven Mm -hmm. might be looking for a raven buddy in particular
1: Okay. Ravens are so badass. They are. So you can <laughs> rave with your raven? <laughs> um, yes. <laughs>
0: I would say roll a soul roll plus your summon animal skill.
2: Jocelyn's so nervous. It's an
4: eight plus a one, which is under my soul of ten. All or right. wait, so, I'm sorry. That's an eight. My soul plus my animal would be 11, so cool. Underneath.
0: Okay, so over the course of a couple of days, you're meditating with some bird friends and stuff, and they're, like, chatting with you, whatever uh, Whatever birds talk about. I guess it's, like, where to find the best seeds and what cats are assholes and which ones they'll just let you go by. And you're like, yep, yeah, uh-huh, this is pretty cool stuff. Yeah, totally. And uh, you're kind of, like, oh, these birds are nice, but I wish there was, like, a real cool fucking bird, right?
4: Yeah, that's definitely what I want.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, as you're kind of winding down the, the second day, this uh, raven comes plopping up onto the uh, roof of the building, and he just kind of hops up onto the side. He seems to be staring at you, and uh, kind of plops back onto the actual floor of the the roof and starts kind of doing a little shanty over you, but everyone's only like stops and like looks at you side-eye like, do I really want to go over there? I don't know. Maybe, kind of, maybe I want to go over there. And he like slowly starts creeping up and you hear this little voice say, Hey, hey, are you, are you that guy that talks to birds? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> chirp, chirp. Oh yeah, you could have <laughs> just, yeah, the chirp, chirp. is. You, you, you said that and, yeah, okay, cool, all right. Man, that's pretty cool, huh? He's like, talk to all the animals? I mean, most of them. Damn, you don't like make him go, like, do suicide runs or anything, right? Like, that one lady? Mmm. Like, with the rats and all? God, no. I try, I try not to. Oh, that's really cool. Hey, uh, I'm Bartholomew. I, uh, been pretty bored lately, you know? Like, there's all this shiny stuff around. I used to go hunt it down, but I think I found all the shiny stuff. I think, uh, I think you can find some more shiny stuff?
4: Yeah, I mean, my line of work, we find all sorts
0: of weird things. Ooh, I like the sound of that. Hmm, what if I hang out for a little while?
4: Sure, I'm a Mwaiya.
0: Yeah, Bartholomew. Yeah, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. I'd shake so, hands, but all I got is this, this wing thing here. Good. Yeah. Cool. Want a cigarette?
5: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Works with the rats, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, you have a little <laughs> raven buddy named Bartholomew, who I guess smokes cigarettes as well. All no, animals aren't. smoke cigarettes in this world. <laughs> so, Wayne is yeah. a bad influence <laughs> yeah. on them. Yeah. They all want to, but they just don't have the money. <laughs>
4: Ravens are the big fucking ones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, cool. They're the smart ones,
1: They too. are the smart
0: ones. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right. So you have a little buddy, I guess. Is that it for everybody? We all, we all good?
1: Yep. Jocelyn, makes sure she's not on the roof when he sees he's out there feeding birds.
0: Cool. <laughs> right. Oh, I forgot.
1: She really doesn't like birds. birds. I mean, she's... Look at this giant bird that sits on my really shoulder now. fascinated. She's going to keep the same fascination that I do. Like, the ravens and owls and stuff, they're beautiful. They're crazy cool. And... 100% terrifying.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright. Got them sharp beaks. Peck it, peck it. Uh, okay, so you guys get a phone call from Goldfist after these couple of days, and uh, she says, Alright now, uh, we got us uh, uh, a something of an expert in memories and all that kind of jazz, so uh, if y'all want to do this, I guess uh, now's as good as time as any. So head on down to this here uh, lab, because my, my uh, like whole Other floor is all blown up and stuff. Still, they're still getting windows (coughs) on it. So uh, yeah, yeah. If you guys want to come down and do this, let's go on and do this.
1: I'll stop Wayne, like as we're leaving, because I'm assuming we're all going down.
4: (coughs) I mean, I don't feel like I have much of a choice in the matter. So sure.
1: Yeah. Um. I'll stop Wayne and kind of pull him aside for a second and be like, "What if? What if it is one of us? What What do we do?
4: Cross that bridge when we come to it. Why? You know something."
1: I know, I know nothing. <laughs> Literally nothing.
4: You yeah, have been acting kind of weird.
1: you oh, can't hide anything from you, can you? Um, you remember when I told you about that voice that I heard? Yeah. Well, I've heard it again. Mm. So what if it is me?
4: Well, I don't think you're evil. I don't know. Mm. Why don't you just come clean? And we'll figure it out.
1: Maybe this whole memory thing will kind of show us. I'm not sure I want to see my memories. I didn't think about that when I brought up that suggestion. I'm I'm sorry. I just thought maybe you would provide some answers. Well.
4: Look, I wasn't wasn't lying when I say I've done some shit in my life. It can't be worse than what I've done.
1: Well, we all have our dark spots, right? Yeah, they're called demons. Okay. <laughs> Alright, let's go, I guess.
4: Look, I ain't won't let anything happen to you if that's what you're wanting to
5: know.
1: Uh thanks. I mean, look if I'm if I truly am the bad person, then that should be handled properly. But
4: Yeah, but if they don't handle it properly,
1: I got your back. Thanks, Wayne. I appreciate it.
3: God! god oh, damn it! it. <laughs> Holy <laughs> fuck! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was roleplaying well, the birds sorry! Well, I'm god. deaf now. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> that was
5: So loud Oh my worst. god!
3: Okay, I, I won't do that! You're, you're the worst! Do it away from the mic! You're the worst! Away from the mic! I hate you so much right now! sorry i pretty sure my brain vibrated
1: from that. i wasn't uh, even like
4: it was getting a little too hallmark for me <laughs>
1: like
5: wow
0: sorry okay so you guys have this little conversation kind of to the side like you guys just hang back as you're walking down the hallways and stuff and have this conversation and you guys head down to uh goldfish lab uh well her administrative lab i guess and you guys go down there and enter the room and all that jazz. And she's sitting there in her little wheelchair, kind of same as always, her little chip herself. And next to her is standing a uh, man who's kind of disheveled. Uh, he actually kind of looks a little bit like Wayne in a way. Uh, he has like that very uh, tan skin. He's not quite as homeless looking. He looks more like he just lives in the wild. Uh, he's he's very much wearing like rough wool pants, uh, shirtless, but he has this big beaded necklace that hangs like all the way down to his belly button, and it's just like this very intricately woven beaded thing. And uh, he's just standing there silently, staring at everybody, and like looks through and, like at all of you, and it seems to be like assessing everyone. And he he his eyes land on Wayne, and you guys all see this little like tick of like, huh. As uh, he looks at Wayne, and then he looks down at Goldfist, and looks back at Wayne, and uh, she kind of catches it out of the corner of her eye, she's like,
5: mm-hmm,
0: "I don't know," and, like does a little shoulder shrug. Do I? Does it, do I
4: recognize this man's scent?
0: I would say roll. Yeah, I'd say roll. It'll be a mind check with your senses. Oh wait, zero is a ten on this guy? Yes, yes okay. it
5: is.
4: Yeah,
0: nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you don't you don't recognize him specifically, although you do recognize like the familiar scent of bonfires and some of the different herbs and stuff that you were experienced a lot in your childhood when you were with the Indian tribes that you were raised with. Okay. So, you definitely ping one of your fellow, you know, natives. So, it's it's you don't know him specifically as far as you can tell, but you there's definitely like a acknowledgement between the two of you, like, oh, okay, it's one of us. Okay, interesting. That's strange. And uh, Goldfist says, all right, uh, y'all, this is uh, Samuel. He is something of a memory shaman, I guess you could say. Uh, we uh, He's not really technically a superhero. He's not part of the coalition, but he has helped us on a couple of occasions. Uh, Very rarely, he does not like to get involved with, uh, you know, our world, I guess. They mostly keep to themselves out there. And uh, if we want to be doing this, let's go ahead and do this.
1: I'm just going to go ahead and say, sorry for putting you on the spot. No. (laughs) Pulling out memories.
0: Yeah, that's all. I mean, you know, we we have certain assets that we, we, you know. Oh, no, that was to you, Aaron. Oh, me. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah, it was something of an uh, interesting development. But right. um,
1: once this is not scripted.
0: <laughs> no, no.
2: Um, I brought biscuits too, just so you know. Okay, that's fine. Um, oh yeah, you are thinking that he's, I think the, he's evil. the evil one. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta know.
0: Okay. Um, and uh, Gold Fist says, "All right, well, I guess uh, everybody follow me over here," and uh, she leads you guys to kind of like a interrogation area it doesn't seem nearly as intense as the ones you guys have seen before uh, like especially during the uh, entrance exam where it was very much intended to look like a cop's scary interrogation room this one's more of just an office room that also happens to have like you know uh uh uh, uh. Whatever. Like, yeah. Well, no, no, no. Like a secondary room that also has like the you know two-way mirror and stuff um. where people can watch. And But the actual main interrogation room, as it were, is actually a lot more comfortable. It's, it's actually decorated as like more of a break room than anything else to kind of put you at ease. So uh, she pulls up just outside of it and says, um, All right. Um, anyone want to volunteer to go first? Biscuits will go first. The The <laughs> unicorn samuel is this can you do unicorns like yeah i guess
2: or we can go together
0: that might work better yes okay okay uh come inside with me please okay and you guys are led into this room (laughs) (laughs) you you guys are uh yeah led into this room and uh he sits down on one end of the table and he Like, weirdly, he sits in the chair and then, like, pulls his legs up into the chair and, like, has his arms, like, on his knees and kind of slumped over where the table is. And he says, please sit down. I guess the unicorn can just stand close to the table. Uh, I've never had to do animals before, but okay. He says, is there anything that I need to be concerned about? This is a very intimate process.
2: I don't think so. Okay, good. I mean, I can't speak for biscuits. That's what I'm concerned about, but.
0: And you hear like a. <laughs> and uh, to Wayne, he says, w- what? <laughs>
2: I don't know anymore. I don't know anything. I'm scared.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, he just looks kind of like, huh? And Samuel says, okay. Uh, I don't well. know what
2: that man did to him. Oh, he was kidnapped. Okay. Or unicorn-napped. Horse-napped? Napped. napped. Horse napped? Uh, napped. Got a, he was, he was napped. napped. He was napped away. I can, <laughs>
0: I think I can uh, recognize this easily enough. It's it's there are certain bad memories that can make this more difficult. I think that'll be within the realm of reason. Okay, uh, if you will please uh, give me your hands, and he like lays his hands down, palm up on the table, and just kind of gestures like. Okay, well.
2: okay. put my hand on biscuits, and I'll take his hand.
0: Okay, and he kind of goes into this deep, deep trance. And as he does so, you feel yourself getting pulled out of your body. And both you and Mr. Biscuits are both kind of shunted off into this void that you've been in once before when you were going through the portal for the first time, when you created it after Green Hair created it. And the memories kind of flash by and you feel kind of actually a little bit bored because you've seen them all at this point. Like <laughs> you went through this already. And it goes, you know, back from when uh, Mr. Biscuits was still unborn, you know, his mother escaping and yada, 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 and then finding you guys, and then you and him bonding and all that kind of stuff, and going through kind of the most recent uh, set of events that have unfolded as a team, you know, you and him doing the whole superhero bit. And then it does get to the part where you guys are on the roof in Sector 6, and the great shooter and Mr. Crackers are both approaching him, and you definitely feel that like, really intense fear that he had. Like, he knew that something really bad was going on and that this guy wanted him in some fashion. Like, there was that instinct that he was like, I need to get away, but he couldn't. And so when the great shooter took him, they transported back to that tower that you guys found him in. And largely, it seems like he wasn't mistreated in any way. He mostly got stuck with Mr. Crackers as the great shooter was kind of going about his business. But you see that him and Mr. Crackers actually got to know each other a little bit better. And Mr. Biscuits was very curious about Mr. Crackers' color, the fact that he was black and that he was a unicorn. Like, that doesn't seem to jive very well because all the unicorns start as white. And there was a conversation that they had that, I mean, is mostly in horse, but through Samuel you kind of get the gist that Mr. Crackers swore some kind of fealty to something he took on a responsibility that gave him the power to do the stuff that he needed to do, but also was like there were certain requirements to it. And after he took that oath, he turned black as a symbol of this new type of unicorn that he had become. Like in DD terms, kind of like a paladin unicorn, where he was subject to some greater powers, you know, judgment where his actions were no longer just the wild antics of a unicorn. They were going to be judged because they had given him more power than Mm -hmm. he normally would have had. So that color seems to be some kind of sacrament between the unicorn and some other being that grants greater strength, but at a cost. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much what you get from those memories, and then it's pretty much just that jump to like you guys coming in and the whole bit with Mr. Crackers and he was just very upset about the whole thing because he'd got the gnome a little bit and kind of see the story of Mr. Crackers a little bit. And you guys, like, as a, as a pair, kind of walk through that whole quick-draw scenario, and there is definitely something that he saw that you didn't see uh, when Jocelyn saw the future. I mean, to you, it was like one solid time stream where it was just you did the quick-draw and everything happened afterwards as it happened. But to him, he felt something weird, and he saw that Mr. Crackers was very aware of whatever it was that was happening and that he had actively somehow changed something in time to be whatever it is that he needed it to be. So it seems that through Mr. Biscuit's eyes, you can see that Mr. Crackers made a willful decision to do what he did. So that's pretty much... The gist of what you see in the past, because after that, it's just everything as is normal. And uh, after a little bit of, like, basically just coming back to now, you guys come right back into your bodies. And Samuel rescinds his hand. He says, you have a very special relationship. It's quite touching, really. Strange to see someone not of the, uh, the animal spirits getting along so well with an animal
2: just hug him. I hug Mr. Biscuits, not Samuel. I was about to say, that's, that's about to get real weird. <laughs> okay. And it wasn't my fault, so that makes me feel a little better.
0: Cool. And uh, he turns to the two-way mirror and he says, she seems fine. We'll take the next one. Any kind of motions for you to exit? i just
2: like, hold on to his neck as we walk out. <laughs> okay. I knew you weren't evil, Mr. Biscuits. I knew.
0: <laughs> yeah, you certainly did not detect any evil. So. Okay. Hooray. Cool. Does anyone want to volunteer for next?
4: No. Just get this over with.
0: Okay, so you walk into the interrogation room, sit down at the table, and Samuel doesn't initially put his hands down like he did for Crystal. He says, "Why? What are you doing here? Why are you not with the tribes?
4: Kind of lost my way.
0: Okay. Is this something I need to worry about going into this? Done some shit hmm that is concerning a little bit uh all right I guess I guess I'll just keep my guard up and we'll try this then he puts his hands down on the table okay I sit
4: down and put my hands on the table what am I supposed to do you
0: touch hands with him basically oh, yeah okay I touch hands all right okay so we're gonna go back to you as a child uh, in the tribes and you were a child uh, back before the world was broken, back before you, superpowers really were even a thing. And uh, you were raised in a very modern world that had left the tribes behind. You guys kind of were left in your to your own devices. I mean, a lot of the land had been taken up around you, very much like in our world today, where Native Americans were kind of just shoved into a corner. Um, you guys weren't necessarily like, Forced into a corner, you guys basically just were like, this is ours, it's what's left, so just kind of fuck off, if you please. So you were largely left to your own devices in kind of this, you know, sprawling natural habitat, essentially. And you grew up without knowing a whole lot of the world at large. Uh, You just grew up around the animals, around your family, around the extended family around you, you know, your tribe. And they taught you a lot about getting in touch with the spirit of the earth and all of the animals and you were very adept at it like you you got it very quickly and there was a lot of hope for you potentially coming the next shaman there was a lot of talk about like, you, you were the best that had come in a long time and like there was this hope because a lot of the spirituality of the tribes was starting to slip with all of this other stuff all around and like a lot of the tribes people were starting to leave to go into these you know more modern cities to live as a part of like this outside world because it offered them something that the tribes couldn't offer them and so when you started showing this aptitude everyone got really excited they were like oh he's gonna be like the next great shaman he's gonna lead the people he's gonna you know reunite this this spirituality that we've been kind of seen flagging and there comes a day when uh, you have to take your spirit walk to become, like, officially part of the adult portion of the tribe. Find your place, you know, where you belong in the tribe, and you go out into the spirit walk. And you, you know, walk around for days, no food, no water, and you eventually come to a empty rock mesa overlooking a lot of the, the land that you grew up in. And you sat there, and you just listened for the spirits. For a long time, they didn't come, and you were starting to get really concerned about what am I doing? Like, why am I doing this? This doesn't make any sense anymore. Like, no one's paying attention to the spirits anymore. Like, why am I bothering? And as you're starting to like slowly lose that faith in your people's, you know, spiritual connection, a actual fully fledged animal spirit comes to you. It wasn't the birds as you're so friendly with now, uh, it was actually one of the great cats, like the the mountain lions of the area where you grew up. And it came, and it just sat directly in front of you in this spiritual form. This kind of wispy, bright white body. And it just sat there and stared at you, judging you as you had these, these thoughts. And, you know, very young, naive, very upbeat Wayne saw this as a sign, like... Oh, we do need to protect this. Like we do need to have this as part of the tribe. We do need to bring this back to the world. And that was when you first got this inkling of I need to go, I need to go save the rest of the animals. Like I need to go get them back to this place of unity with people. And shortly after that is when the big bite happened. And suddenly the world had completely changed. And you suddenly had these incredible abilities that you had never dreamed about, and you felt like this connection with the spirit world is what gave you those powers, and that drive to help bring the natural world and the human world together in a peaceful manner suddenly was just a fiery fiery desire like you couldn't not do it so you take this new intensity towards your goal and you become totem uh, you become one of the the first superheroes out in the world back in the day when there was no superhero coalition there was no licensing exam there was just then becoming like kind of these super groups of these people who have kind of come together to help people and you eventually joined the silver sentinels and among them, you met Patricia, your future wife. and
4: Don't want to do her last name? Nope. Port and Hossentfern?
0: Port Port Yes, Patricia Port <laughs> More More teasing it than I you ha- think. I hate you. <laughs> so you meet her, and kind of a lot of this time skips by really fast. You can definitely tell that Samuel feels something really intensely wrong there. And so he's kind of skipping through a lot of this and he kind of gets to you know the whole ordeal that you and her had that eventually ended your relationship and uh a lot of it is just this big violent blur and he is actively skipping through it you know exactly what's going on and you are kind of guiding him in a subconscious way of like nope 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 we're not going there we're not going there and you can kind of feel his like He feels a little bit thankful, you know, like in the back of your mind, you can feel this like, okay, that's, yes, we don't need that. We don't, that's not what we're looking for. And uh, eventually he comes to you as kind of this more aged post-Silver Sentinel person that you weren't, you weren't a homeless man at that point. You were still kind of this symbol for this like union between, you know, the animals and the people, and you were still trying your best to kind of unite these things, but you'd become very jaded and it, it had a certain anger to it now and it comes to a situation uh where you had to defend a bunch of whales from a whaling ship and i'll let you kind of walk through exactly what happened there
4: i mean there's not a lot to say i killed them all the the whalers (laughs) not the the whales whoa what (laughs) the whalers i just i went on their ship and i killed them all every last one of them
0: Yes, and what you didn't know at the time was that they were part of the Yakuza.
4: A little more than well. There's made some enemies that day.
0: And uh, after that, you became a hunted man, and that was kind of the end of the Silver Age, or the Silver Sentinel version of Totem. So
4: They kicked me out.
0: Yeah, Totem essentially died that day, and the Wayne that we know and love now is what came out of it. And without the assistance of the superhero community, he just kind of disappeared into nothingness and became a homeless man, occasionally helping animals when he could. But he had completely dropped his crusade. So that is kind of the memory that was the biggest and brightest that Samuel wants to touch on. And he goes over the next, you know, decade or so where you're kind of just going about your business, you know, helping the animals and getting drunk, and a lot of it's a blur because you were drunk for most of it, and then all of a sudden you pop in with these random people uh, when you finally are like, you know, some shit seems to be kind of going down. Maybe I should go try this out again. And all of a sudden you find yourself amongst a bunch of kids, basically. And the rest of the events are pretty much as you've seen them. And as you get back to the current day, you come back into your body, and Samuel looks at you and says, you really have had uh a a lot of life, since you left the tribes. You could say that. Part of me wishes you could have stayed and remained innocent, but I guess we all have our paths to walk. I hope one day you can be the shaman that you were meant to be. Thank you. We done here. Yeah, we're done. I leave. Cool. But Bartholomew says. That's how you do it. Away from Mike. I do have a question, though. Can I?
2: Mm-hmm. Kind of out of game or whatever. Yeah. Does that, like, because he died that day, does that mean he couldn't go back to his tribe totem?
4: I honestly, just I feel like. To? The tribe didn't want me to become Totem. That was probably the day, the day I left the tribe and I found the sentinels instead mm. Yeah, and then fell in love and yada,
0: yada, yada. Oh. There was a trade-off there where he gave up his shaman hood to become Totem, basically. So
4: I kind of lost both my tribes, I guess you mm. could
2: say.
0: Yeah, in the end. Very tragic. Um, so Samuel turns back to the, uh, the mirror and says, he's, he's got darkness, but not that kind. Uh, next, please.
1: I'll post Jackie <laughs> and be like, you, you go. And go I'm not ready and I have to pee I have to pee, and then she'll run off
0: oh my God.
3: That is so not sketchy <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Okay, I'll go in then
0: uh, So you go in and Samuel holds his hands out and says Is there anything I need to be worried about here?
3: Not that I'm aware of
0: Alright, you might want to take off the the gauntlets.
3: Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Clang, clang, clang.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. Uh, So you put your hands in his and you are taken out of your body as well. And you are thrust back basically into your childhood to start with, and it's pretty normal, really, honestly. Uh, You were around before the Big Bite and all that, but you kind of have lived most of your life with superheroes, so you just kind of watched all of this crazy shit happening in the world around you while kind of sitting safely at home in the the junkyard and all you really cared about was just like oh hey we got some cool stuff around you let's tinker with it and like let's keep this junkyard going really well and like let's support the family and all this kind of stuff and it progresses very peacefully for a very long time but then there comes a day when someone decides that they want something out of the junkyard that your parents don't want to give up from the junkyard and a certain interaction ensues where you lose your family and it's kind of just to to everybody else was kind of a run-of-the-mill robbery and unfortunately had some very dire consequences but to you it was basically the end of everything Uh, your entire life fell to pieces around you and suddenly you were the one in charge of keeping this business alive even though the people that it originally supported were no longer there so you kind of had this empty hole of like okay so what now i have you know this thing that has always been a part of my life but what point is it at this point like what do where does this go i don't have anyone else to support anymore like why am i doing this and that's when you start to see that all of these things that you had been starting to make might help people in a way that you hadn't really seen before that you could use them to help people in trouble like you were in when your family was tragically taken away from you and so you start maybe piecing things together in a different way into a more combat oriented fashion and these defensive measures that you thought were going to be very important because you're not you don't have superpowers you're just smart and crafty so you built these things to protect you while you went to go protect other people and uh you went through this and one day you were like i think i've done enough i think i'm ready all right let's try this and you go out to go take the test and meet a bunch of fucking weirdos who honestly make your life more miserable than you would ever want it to be but somehow you're just like thrown into this whole exam with them and you're not happy about it at all and it's all kind of just it's not the way that you envisioned it going it's not the way you wanted it to go but it's, you're stuck with it so you're just rolling with it and it comes down to this memory of you with the Destroyer and this frustration that you were feeling not being able to do anything to him. And he just was wiping the floor with you guys. And you were trying really hard to get everyone on the same page and trying to get them to act as a team and sort of worked for the most part. But no matter how hard you tried, it just meant nothing essentially at the end and you all lost. And you know, eventually you did go and get your license and you guys have had a lot of experiences since then. You've had a lot of fights and you've worked really well together. But there's something about that event with the Destroyer that always sits in the back of your mind of like, are we really enough to help people? Like, if we can't do that, how far can we really go? And so there's always this kind of nagging thing in the back of your mind, and you can hear Samuel's voice kind of in the distance just saying, you don't win every fight. No one wins every fight. And you're like, well, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Yeah. What? <laughs> <But. laughs> And it kind of just progresses through. And, and Samuel's like, this is a little mundane, honestly. It's kind of nice.
3: <laughs> well, I'm glad you enjoyed the view. <laughs> yeah.
0: And uh, you guys come back into your bodies. And uh, he looks at you and says, I think you really could be something one
3: of these days. Oh, well, thank you, I guess. Alright,
2: get out now. Okay, well. Clink <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. When you took your gauntlets <clears throat> off, I immediately like envisioned your hands all like wrinkly. <laughs> wet. Yeah. wet. Yeah. Like sweaty. All pruney. Oh, no. oh. yeah. Sorry. No,
1: she has a built in AC system. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she just... had to touch his hands, like, ooh. It's water cooled. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And so uh, he turns to the mirror and says, so still fine. I'm starting to wonder why I'm here at this point. Uh, next up, I guess. Uh, Jocelyn will go
1: inside and she'll sit down and she'll look at him and just stare him straight in the eye. I'm like, so how do we do this?
0: Uh, he'll lay his hands out on the table and says, you just lay your hands on mine. Is there anything I need to be concerned about?
1: I don't know anymore.
0: That's an interesting answer. All right. I guess we'll see. So you put your hands in his? Yes. Okay. So you were taking out of your body, and it's kind of a surreal experience for you. You've had it kind of once before when you were in the car and the shadow beast was speaking to you, but this is a little bit less terrifying, Mm. which is kind of nice. Anything
1: like being punched back into my childhood? No, not quite, not quite.
0: (laughs) But as you're kind of getting pulled out and you kind of feel that familiarity, you feel Samuel kind of hesitate for a second, and he's like, um, you've had this before? Had what? This being removed from your body? Your soul has been disconnected before?
1: Um, I've been talked to in the darkness before. Everything went dark and I heard a voice, but other than that, I'm not aware of anything.
0: Interesting. I uh, will I guess see what there is to see and uh, to you you actually this this like getting shunted out of your body and into this dark void uh, is very much exactly like when uh, the dark shadow did it to you and it's a little concerning at first which is why he spoke to you but uh, as you are kind of drifting out of your body you're you know put into the memories of your childhood and it's kind of like a rewinding a VHS tape where you can kind of see things going back and back and back and back and back and back. I look for King Ultra's face, <laughs> and uh, he's he's going and continuing, continuing, trying to get to like you know the youngest things that he can find. And it's almost uh, as he gets to a certain point, like he bounces off of something and is like in just this memory of you and your childhood when you're sitting there playing with a toy, and then suddenly you get thrown into a wall. <laughs> and uh, at first he's like what, uh, whoa, that's some something. Okay, and at first you think that he's talking about you getting punched in the past, and you're kind of like, uh, yeah, that's some shit, right? Yeah,
1: <laughs> the destroyer. Yeah. yeah,
0: but as it goes on, you can kind of see him continuing to try and rewind, and it keeps like bouncing back to that, and he's trying again, and he bounces back, and he tries again, and he bounces back, and he sits there and he says, this is... Uh, this might be a little intense, but I think there's something back here that we need to find. And you can feel this like ripping sensation in your head, like this just pain spikes in your skull. And even though you're disconnected from your body, you can just experience this. It's like uh, distant to you, but you feel it still, like as a kind of secondary thing. You're like, oh, whatever is happening here is not cool. Like this is this is not a this is not a good thing. And as this kind of ripping sensation happens in your head, you are thrust back farther from that point. And he manages to just race through a lot of these uh, memories that kind of seem normal at first. And then comes back to the very first memory that he can find. And it is just from your point of view. And it's like you're back inside of your body. And all you can see is the sky as you're falling. Falling, falling, falling. Just from... Nowhere, seemingly. And as you're falling, you don't feel fear, really. You're just kind of this neutral state. Nothing is really going on in your mind. You're just like this blank, empty slate. And as you're falling, this very large hand wraps around you and gently slows you down. And as you look up, you see the face of Danton, Anton's brother, and his true king ultra self with a fiery crown and he is slowly lowering you down to the ground and he looks down at you he says but it's it's a child why is it a child and you don't really remember a whole lot past that it's kind of a blur and your memories start to kind of get a little hazy but uh as you progress through these memories you are surrounded by a group of people uh, who, some of which look very familiar. You see Anton there. He's not quite as large as you have seen him now. Like, he's not necessarily shrunk. He's just not as, like, incredibly imposing as you know him now. And you also see someone who fits the description of Wanda looking over you and kind of doing something with her hands over you and being very focused on what's going on and off in the very far distance you can hear Goldfist's voice yelling at somebody but you don't know exactly what's going on, you can't really understand what she's saying and uh, you hear Wanda say, this is a little weird, yeah um, never really had a human fall out of the gate before, so oh, I don't know what to do here, this is a lot um, ideas anyone, and you hear King Ultra's voice say can't just we can't we can't kill a baby that's not who we are anton in the distance you hear no brother that's no that can't even that's not an option you should never even have brought it up and uh off in the distance you hear goldfist yelling something about the mission has failed we can't we can't keep doing the mission like whatever it is we were supposed to find we couldn't find it like it's over we're done we're going home this kind of, uh, she's definitely fighting someone about, like, we didn't find anything. No, no, we didn't. This is totally a bunk mission. It's whatever. And after that, uh, time kind of skips forward a little bit. And you are suddenly in the hands of Anton. And he's that imposing figure that you know now. So this is after his brother has died. And uh, he's walking towards a house that looks very familiar. And it's the house that you grew up in. And he goes and knocks on the door and your parents answer. And he walks in just this enormous imposing figure and they don't seem to like it very much. They don't, they're not about the superheroes. You can't really understand what they're what they're saying very well because they're kind of all talking over each other. But he kind of walks you into another room and sets you down on like a, a, a chair or something and then leaves and... It's a while until anything happens again, and you hear a lot of talking and some shouting and a lot of just murmur in general. And after everything is said and done, your parents walk into the door, and they pick you up, and they look at you, and they kind of whisper to themselves, and they look back at you and they say, Well, I guess maybe Jocelyn? Jocelyn's kind of nice. Okay. I guess let's just let's just never bring this one up again, right? And then you are snapped back out of your body and uh, Samuel pulls his hands back and he says, Yeah, um, yes. This, this is what you're looking for. This is Jocelyn's is crying. Yeah, And you hear the sound of a crackling intercom come through and Goldfist says, Well, ain't that some shit? And that's where we're gonna end today.
1: Oh, shit. With Jocelyn just crying at the table. <laughs> yes. Silently yes. crying.
0: All right.
2: Bye. Bye. <laughs> what is this, Justice? It's like three, two, one. Trying <laughs> to count us down every time. And it's so fucked up.
5: You want to do it? You do it. <laughs>
2: it's just so.